Welcome everybody to In the Trenches podcast by SoCal Student Ministries. We are hope you are having a great day today. Um, today I am with the one and only Elliot Bland. We are hope. <laughs> Gary Garcia. Hello. And a very special guest, Christian Maz. I don't want to say your full last name because I know I'm going to pronounce Madrigal. it wrong. Madrigal. Okay. Madrigal. You're good. Okay. Madrigal. Magical. Magical. <laughs> Have you got that before? Yeah, in high school. Nice, wow. nice. I thought your last name I was Mads. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, huh? Magical no. Christian. Because <laughs> <laughs> were you cause you're a magician yeah. and you're embarrassed about it? <laughs> we all think it's something cool. Because I, yeah. I, I did. I used to take a bunny. Yeah. I had out a, of a hat. Card trips. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, man. Well, uh, Christian, yeah. uh, we're, we're super stoked um, that you're with us today on the podcast. Um, for the listeners, why don't you share who you are, what church you're from, and how long you've been doing ministry? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, like like you said, my name is Christian Madrigal. I am uh, I'm 26, youth pastor here in San Diego, um, here at a church called Faith Chapel. Super, super awesome, fun church. Um, been at, yeah, been doing youth ministry for three years now, or it'll be three in nice. March. But I've been in youth ministry for a while now, which is, yeah, it's been fun. It's been good. Where were you, were you at Faith Chapel Um your whole life or where, where did you come from before that? Um, no. So faith chapel was just one of those like moments that I've, I wanted to step out into kind of full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be, you know, my pastor now, pastor Brian had, you know, called me and said, Hey, there's a job out here. What do you think? Uh, but I was at Hillsong before, oh, uh, okay. Hillsong LA. Um, and then before that, uh, Hillsong Sydney, like doing college, like Bible college. Youth well, the first college. time I met Christian was in Australia, actually. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Weird flex. Man, I had no idea. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> mate. Oh, let me get the <laughs> accents out of the way early. He saw Christian and he said, let's throw another shrimp on the body. <laughs> I didn't know you no, yeah. uh, went to um, Hillsong College. That's dope, dude. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Did you get your degree for like uh, for ministry, obviously? But like, uh, Yeah, it's like a an advanced he, he diploma a in ministry. Yeah. I, you, don't, you don't get like a real diploma or anything like you that yeah, you just get the hillsong title cool. whatever that comes with yeah you, that's you, literally it yeah. <laughs> you just say i went to hillsong College. yeah and then i got a wife out there hello i feel like that's hello. that's like everything I, I like when i hear people go to hillsong college they always come back with either husband or wife and i'm like what's going on out there yeah thank yeah. god he came back with exactly. a wife <laughs> robert <laughs> what's needs happening? to go back yeah robert you're gonna go to hillsong um just send them out yeah no that's awesome dude um there's one thing, and we forgot to do this with Tony on the previous episode, but I'm going to ask you, what's just a crazy moment in youth ministry that you've had? Maybe just a, a, a scary moment, a crazy moment with a, a student, um, but just something that we like to ask this question just to let everyone know that they're not the only ones that have these type of moments in youth ministry. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Um, man, it almost sounds like I don't have anything because my youth ministry is like pretty tame, and I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> or like, am I not doing youth ministry right? But I do have this one story. It's not super long, but uh, one of my middle school boys, uh, he is a part of that pack of middle school boys that's just absolutely crazy. And for some reason, him and his other buddy, Cristiano, uh, and I'll call out, I'll call out this boy's name's Jack, uh, <laughs> Cristiano and Jack. These two are like inseparable. Cristiano brought Jack to youth. Uh, legend Cristiano. I met them you at are. camp. Cristiano's a little yes. skater kid, yeah. right? Cristiano is the skater the kid. one who dropped in on the that giant. massive yeah. ramp. Yeah. And he is he's incredible. He's like he's good. doing really, really well with That's his whole good. thing. He's starting like a little online skate shop. I'll plug him in. Uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah, so 
for some reason one night they wanted to help out with a computer okay. at the back like oh, tech and I, doing yeah. lighting and doing all that stuff and uh so they're they're helping out um worship's happening you know and they're doing the lyrics and all that stuff and we have the confidence monitor obviously for um our worship leader and the background vocals so they can read the lyrics because you know it's youth ministry yeah um and so i get up to speak right it's my turn now um and I, i'm starting to preach and then all of a sudden i see on the confidence monitor nobody can see it it's the only monitor that i can only see and all of a sudden i see google chrome pop up i see click on incognito at like tab pop up and i'm like what is jack <laughs> about to search please for the love of god yeah don't let it be something bad. And I'm watching this all unfold as I'm doing the intro to my sermon. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably not saying anything yeah. to everybody in the crowd. I'm just watching the screen. Uh, and it just, he just types in Roblox types in, you know, his, his whole uh, username and all that. And just starts like about to sign into a game of Roblox. And in this moment, I found myself like, what do you do here? They don't train you for this, yeah. you know, or whatever. And, I had to say something. So I was like, Hey Jack, like, Hey bud, I can see you playing Roblox on the screen. Can you like, just put my sermon back up? Like, And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then I was like, you know what? Just come over here. I don't need my notes. Like just come sit down over here where I can watch you. So yeah, there's that's Man, to think of all the things junior high boys could have searched. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. you got lucky. Gosh, exactly. Yeah, I, I did get very lucky. Yeah. For no, that, one. <laughs> that story opened up for it to go really south and, uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Well, state state PG. And I'm glad you, you said something like this is something that they don't teach us and what we should do in youth ministry. And <laughs> yeah, that's really the sure. whole, that's the whole title of today's podcast is what I wish I knew before ministry, before starting ministry. And I feel like every one of us in here, we've had those moments where we've ran into something and didn't know how to handle it, didn't know what to do in these moments. And we think to ourselves, man, I didn't learn this in school. I didn't, my, I didn't know this beforehand jumping into youth ministry. And so I know there's a lot of us that are listening today that have probably felt that same exact way. Maybe we're going through something right now that we're like, how do I navigate this? How do I pushed through this as the leader of this ministry and so just to open up today's conversation like have you guys ever had that moment in youth ministry yeah i'm living it out in 2020 <laughs> yeah. no one taught me how to <laughs> minister during a age. pandemic it yeah. sucks yeah that's across the board right now <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i mean for me there's definitely those moments and i think it comes in seasons depending on how long you've been in youth ministry so the first time you deal with a a student who is uh, being abused or the mm. first time you deal with a student who uh, attempts or commits suicide, um, the first time a parent gets upset with you. I mean, there's all these things that you, you just kind of experience going through it and un- understand it and, and learn from it. And yeah, I think there's a lot. I think there's so many moments as youth pastors that it, it's like raising kids. You don't mm-hmm. know it till you start doing it, and then you experience it as you go, as they get older. And, and it's the same with youth ministry. There's different seasons of youth ministry, and, and each one comes with its own um, inexperience. Yeah. I think, too, like ministry is this like unique thing where, um, like if there's any listeners who are watch, watching this, if there's any listeners watching this, um, if there's any <laughs> listeners listening to this, yeah. 
that aren't currently youth pastors but are like interested in being youth pastors maybe they're going to vanguard or doing school of ministry or, or whatever their route is don't do it go become a fireman <laughs> a policeman yeah that but also um i'm a big like proponent of i think ministry is something you need to be doing while like if you feel mm-hmm. called to it even if you're not the youth pastor you need to be a leader or something and even if you're not in the city you grew up in like me and gary we always have this competition a little bit of like when a person we've met at camps or whatever like a just a solid student who's becoming a leader from another group that we know comes yeah. to vanguard we're like okay are you gonna go to edge or wave and then they're like neither <laughs> and we're like oh cool but uh the the point that we're ultimately trying to make with those people is like if you feel called to this you need to be doing it because i've seen too yeah. many people go to school or study their way out of calling you know yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like because ministry is this thing you got to be doing for it to sustain you know because it's so draining but also so fulfilling at the same time you have the kid playing roblox during your message (laughs) and you're like man what is happening am i even getting why do i even prep these messages (laughs) kids are literally playing roblox while i preach yeah but then you have that one moment where a kid comes and confides in you and it's just like this has really changed my life or i need you know whatever and so it's just it's just you like unique beast of like and that's what i found even in like school of ministry classes or whatever type of classes or reading i've done is like there's a lot of great things you can get from it but there's sometimes where i'm in like a even just like a training for youth pastors and someone's laying out this is what you should do and i'm just like nah nope that's not it like not <laughs> yeah, at yeah, least yeah. not for our group you know because yeah. it's so unique and something you kind of got to live out and just can't learn it's a yeah. there's a lot of just learning as you go right yeah for yeah. sure and yeah. exactly kind of like exactly what you said is there's no set formula to how to do youth ministry. Mm-hmm. There's no set formula. And for me, coming from the context of being at Hillsong, seeing how they do youth ministry, you know, the crazy nights and numbers and just all that stuff and trying to do that the moment I stepped into youth ministry, not so much trying to be this whole big shot, but more of like, hey, l- let me try to implement some of the stuff that they had going on and seeing how man, it's just so, everybody's context is different. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's background is different. Our youth ministries, none of ours look the same, Yeah, you Mm -hmm. know? So trying to figure it all out. Yeah. It's, it's very much a hands-on thing. You have to be in it and amongst it to learn and grow. You know, you have to try, you have to be willing to fail. Yeah. Um, A whole bunch of stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it's so important that we we hit that idea of like, you have to be in it to be able to learn and grow from it. If you're truly feel called to this. Because I remember there are so many moments that when I was with my youth pastor as an intern that I learned on the fly. Like, and and I'll share this moment where I, if a student came to our youth group and had drugs on them, I would have had no idea how to like, you do that. You (laughs) use the drugs so they can, (laughs) right? You take one for the team. That's what we do. That's what we all do, right? <laughs> Just me. Uh oh. <laughs> but I, I remember my my youth pastor was like, "Hey, Charlie, come with me. There's boys in the back apparently smoking weed." And as soon as we walked to, Charlie the said, <laughs> "Yes, I love youth ministry." <laughs> Every week, Maybe this is it. I'm called to this. <laughs> and I remember turning the corner and I just saw this guy with a beanie and he takes a bag of weed out of his uh, his beanie and I was like, "This is really happening right now in front of me and my youth pastor." And it was in that moment where I was able to kind of like sit besides my youth pastor and be able to learn on how to navigate these certain um, these certain moments. And so if you do feel called to youth ministry, if you're listening right now, it's like get plugged in, 
ask your youth pastor, where can you go? Where can you serve? And, and just grow and learn in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There's so many things when it comes to youth ministry. I think a lot of people see it and they see us at camp or they see us at convention or even on a youth night and they think, man, that's so much fun. They just do games. They just <laughs> preach. They just do all these things. But, yeah. you know, all of the behind the scenes stuff that you have to, to learn, there's no mm-hmm. books. Books can share things and they can tell you things. And, you know, you can learn from other experienced youth pastors, but um, so much of it you learn as you go through it. You know, so the first time that you do deal with a student who's suicidal or you deal with a senior pastor who doesn't like what you're doing or a parent who disagrees with how you're doing youth ministry. Yeah. Um, all those different things that, that, you know, you can read about it. Yeah. You can be told about it, but until you walk through it, that's when you really learn and grow and you know how I handled things as a as a twenty year old youth pastor is so much different than a forty nine year old youth pastor. Yeah. Um. You know because of life too in my life. You know I'm not a you know a single youth pastor like I was in the beginning. Now I have you know teenagers of my own and and a wife and all of these things. So you look at things differently. So you grow, but you again so much of it you learn as you experience it. It's got, it's really on the job training youth ministry is a lot of times, and it's not. It's way more than preaching and and doing games with students. That's yeah. such a small percentage of what we do. Well, and you can't like like so much learn how to have genuine relationships, which is like yeah. what a majority of youth ministry is. And that's where like the intricacy is found is in those. Because di- like I found that even like certain situations won't be handled the same to everybody. I had to learn that too. Like even dealing with leaders, there were there's leaders where I can like, I have the relationship with them where I could talk to them real, you know, and just be yeah. like, if if some, if they're messing up, I could talk to them like, like in a more aggressive sort of way because they, they understand that as love. But I thought when I first started that I could do that with everyone because they would just know that that means I love you, right? But there were some people where it was like, no way, don't do that. And so I, like, I had to learn that intricacy of like, how do I approach a leader who uh, posted something inappropriate on Instagram, right? with each leader is different with each student, right? Even like you learn in the years of doing it, like, and like, I I would say too, the Holy spirit does a good job of giving discernment in situations of, of giving us the wisdom we need that we don't have in, in, you know, handling things we've never seen before, what we're supposed to do with the future of our youth ministry, all that type of stuff. Like, I think a majority of youth ministry can't be learned from like Mm -hmm. reading or, doing, you know, going to school. Um, I think it's what you do in person, not to say that there's, so you don't know, go to school. Yeah. School's <laughs> overrated. Uh, no, but seriously, like there, there's merit for all that. I love like the school of ministry classes that I've learned yeah. from. There's some that I hated and I was like, this is whack. Uh, but there's some that I'm like, I mean, there, there's like things about our job, like knowing the word better that we need to have yeah, help yeah, yeah. on. Like we need to read yeah. commentaries. We need to have classes about, but as far as like the, I don't know, the foundation of what we do, which I think is largely relational, it's not really something you could learn in school. Although there is things like reading up about mental health and psychology and things like that, that obviously will go hand in hand with what we do yeah. um, and help you along the way. But I think, yeah, a lot of it is on the job training and just but even church life, there's so many things. So what do you do? I'm sure there's people listening that, you know, they don't like where their senior pastor is headed and what his vision is. And, yeah. you know, how do you work around that? Or yeah. what do you do when your senior pastor micromanages you? What do you do when your 
your senior pastor has nothing to do with youth ministry. Like there's some things that you just don't, it's hard to learn. You just have to experience it. And once you're going through it, that's where it becomes so important that you have other youth pastors kind yeah. of around you that you can talk through, talk to it, yeah. uh, maybe have experienced before, yeah. know how to deal with it. I had a situation yesterday, which like I won't go into any details about, but I had something like I had not faced really before. And immediately before I handled any of it, first thing I did was call Gary and was just like, I need to bounce this off of you. And he, what? how should I handle what's going on what's happened like i i want your input on this um and that type of stuff is so valuable to me because again i'm not like i didn't go to a book and was like uh, youth pa- youth <laughs> pastor youth ministry for dummies and was yeah, like yeah. okay this is what you yeah. do in this scenario i called my community and was like what what do you think what should i do i prayed about it trusted the holy spirit and went from there you know and so i think that's a lot of what we do yeah no yeah. i i think that's so important and with this question of what i wish i knew before starting youth ministry was getting connected with other youth pastors yeah. because for yeah, the, that's a big one yeah for the first two years it was just like i was doing it myself and that's just the way it was we had our obviously our youth leaders but there were so many different situations that i look back at now wishing i had another youth pastor's opinion on it for instance, like in 2000, at the end of 2018, we merged both our junior high and high school together and did it all combined. And luckily, I had a community of youth pastors, and I went to someone, Corey White, he was on the podcast before, and I asked him, like, how do you guys do um, youth ministry at a bigger scale, like the, the production and everything they have all together? And if it wasn't for him, like there was so many different things I would have dropped the ball on because I wouldn't, I didn't know until I talked to them. So if you are listening, it's like get into that community of youth pastors that are, are around you or reach out to us, um, message us on Instagram or anything like that. Because again, this is not just an inclusive group, but there's so many other youth pastors that are out there that we want to connect with and we want to be there for and um, just grow besides them. But I think for me personally, that was a huge one that mm. I wish I would have communicated with other youth pastors, even if they weren't AG. And I don't know if I can say that or not. Nope, don't. <laughs> if you talk <laughs> to a youth you? pastor well, who's not AG. We're all friends with Corey, kind of. So. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Friends? <laughs> <laughs> but even just yeah. like the local the local churches that are around us, like if I would have just communicated with them, like how different ministry could have been. Yeah, for sure. Youth ministry is such a like trial by fire, hey. Yeah. like a like the crucible <laughs> yeah seeing what comes out of you when you're once yeah. you're in it but well and i think a majority of it is just like failing it's just doing yeah. a bunch of ideas that don't work and then find it like and you figure out your group through that you yeah. know and then making it work you know yeah yeah and i will say this don't get into youth ministry if you d- if you're not actually called to it come mm-hmm. on that's a big one because i feel like a lot of people see especially like you know gary elliott all these guys on stage and they see like oh Gary's so cool. He, he, like, you know, his, his voice is so smooth. The way he dresses, <laughs> how in the world, like, like I want to yeah. be like Gary. What about you know, me, and then, though? What about me, though? Yeah, so we'll get to you. Say nice, <laughs> things, <laughs> say nice things about me, Christian. <laughs> um, and they, they, they can kind of have that, you know, perception of being a youth pastor, yeah. you know, and they'll, they'll pursue it and they'll go after it. And, you know, once you're in it, it's like. It's not all it's, that you thought it was. Yeah, no, exactly. Not close. I mean, it's like Paul talks about, he's like, if you could do anything else except for ministry, do, do that. Because you should only do this if you're called to it. Yeah. There's, and there's so much weight to it all. But if you're called 100%. to it, it it's not too much to carry. Yeah. Like it's, it's It almost relieves you of the weight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To carry. And it's so fulfilling. But it, imagine 
all of the weight that we carry through ministry and not being called to it. Like mm-hmm. we're just in it for the stage or we're in it for the Instagram follows or we're in it for these selfish reasons. It is not worth all that. Like yeah. it, it does not equal out. But when it's not about any of that and we don't care about that and that's not why we do what we do, um, then all of the stuff you have to go through. Like, I mean, I, I grew up seeing the ugly side of ministry i'm a pastor's kid like i have a different perspective than you guys because i saw that and it yeah. made me not want to do ministry and then i felt called to it and so that's why i knew i was called because i grew up like well when i was little everyone kind of like oh, i want to be like my dad or whatever or i did right but then i was like oh i definitely don't want to do what he does <laughs> yeah yeah and then i felt called to it and i was like oh, this has to be god because i already know what i'm getting myself into like i was talking to tanner you know now that we have Sawyer. I have a son. Like I've made him a PK. He didn't choose that, and I always kind of like resented that a little bit, and was always kind of like, "I'll never do that to my kids." And like here I am. I have a PK on my hands, right? Like, but I only did because I'm called to it. Like I know the difficulties that I'm gonna go through, and some of the difficulties he's just gonna have to deal with as yeah. as my son. And it, like that part of it can like break my heart. But when you're called to it you know that it's it's all worth it in the end and uh that's so true like if there's anything you should know getting into youth ministry is like don't do it just because you think it looks cool or it's just like the you know seems like a cool gig right you get to hang yeah, out with cool students like it really it isn't unless you're called to it yeah. well when you're called to it you don't mind the other elements that are part of it because people again they they see it they think oh it's all just this or it's just that but they don't realize there's paperwork and there's permission slips and there's registering for things what? and there's <laughs> all of this stuff that you have paperwork. to do is there, <laughs> what, what, is there paperwork? Wait, me and christian <laughs> no, were talking about this bro me and christian were saying oh, to yeah, each we other one time this. we're like what did, <laughs> we're, we, we have like the we are the, the worst the blessing admin of, of being yeah. full-time guys but yeah, we're yeah. also te- we're 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 terrible vision, admin yeah dreamer guys <laughs> and we're terrible I'm, luckily we both have wives that help. i was gonna really say that's it. why god <laughs> gave you the wives but I'm that saying, he did. we both were talking at like camper convention we're like do you ever just like wonder what am i supposed to do in the office all day like like i work nine to five you just know like there. i have hours like but there's sometimes where i'm like what am i supposed to be doing right now like i've knocked it out what are other Monday, Tuesday, yeah what are yeah. other youth pastors doing with their time <laughs> No, hundred oh, percent. All the yeah. I hope my passion. All the this. volunteer like bivocational <laughs> like, you're people are now. just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, you could do this for part time. No, we need all the we yeah. We need to do a podcast on time management and oh, filming schedules. <laughs> Watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah, um, I think one thing, and, and we talked about it a little bit when Elliot was talking about PKs and, and family. But I think one big element that I didn't know going in, luckily that. Um, my wife now, when I was starting off in youth ministry, we were dating, she was down for the ride of me being a pastor. And I think that's one thing that if you're starting off in youth ministry, um, and you are dating somebody and you are, are, are looking to date, date somebody that is down to know, like knowing what they're getting into dating a youth pastor. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's a huge one. Cause I've seen youth pastors come into the game um, dating somebody or like someone that was striving to be a youth pastor and they were dating somebody that wasn't a hundred percent in on them being a youth pastor, the significant other being a youth pastor. And they got pulled away from that ministry. Oh yeah. And yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it would be terrible to be jumping into a new youth ministry spot and to be pulled away from that. I tell you guys all the time, like if you're not married, your calling still comes before your person you're dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it comes first. And if she doesn't, 
Like I, I dated a girl um, way back when that I just, I, I loved her. I thought she was the one, but I knew there wasn't a clear calling in her life. And it kind of came down to, do I want to be a youth pastor? Or do I want to spend the rest of life with this girl? And calling comes first. Like it, it does. Unless she's your wife, it comes first. Yeah. And, and it's true. Like that is the biggest uh, thing that I've seen take somebody out of pursuing their calling. There are people I know who are like, they're clearly called to it, you know, and then they get around the wrong person. Uh, and all of a sudden now they're not, they're not doing what they were called to do. Right. And uh, so I, it, you got to be careful about it from the jump, like yeah. from just taking a girl to the movies or you can't do that anymore, I guess. But like whatever <laughs> it is now, like going to the park, eating outside <laughs> with a girl. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just realized what you said, Charlie. But um, what, from that point, if, especially if you're feeling called to Ethan, I think of someone like Robert. We keep mentioning Robert. I don't think we've explained who he is. No. He's uh, like Charlie's right hand man, yeah. uh, and he does the sound for us. Shout yeah, he out. does all the mixing for shout, us. Shout, shout out, out to Robert. Robert. And if you hate how it sounds, then shout out Robert. Robert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, this sounds awful. It's his fault. Uh, but I think of someone like Robert, who is clearly called to youth ministry, pursuing it, uh, and he's single. Bro, hey, um, you got to be careful. Yeah, he's single, ladies. <laughs> also, though, be careful of a girl who is like, I want to marry a youth pastor. Mm. Sometimes those girls be crazy, bro. Like, sometimes, sometimes that works out, but sometimes, like, that, like, why? You know, like, what's what's up with your What's head? the like, motive? There's the, yeah. the, the equal, the real middle ground <laughs> of a girl who, like, is, is in for ministry, but maybe isn't like, I want to marry a youth pastor. Yeah. Robert, come here. <laughs> but, uh, Someone like you, bro, you got to be careful about who you even because your your heart, you allow yourself to to fall in love and your heart becomes connected to somebody. And then at some point it's it's too late. Now it's like, you know, and then you you start weighing it out. And ministry isn't this beautiful <laughs> woman. You know, they like when, when she's ugly sometimes, you know, ministry is beat sometimes. And like yeah. when you really start to look at it and you weigh it out, you're like, is this really worth it? Is it, you know, like. It's not pretty. It's not uh, alluring all the time. At camp it is. At convention it is. Mm -hmm. But all those other days, it's lonely. Is it worth like being having this weird community at your group where like you love your leaders and they're so close to you, but there's always this like little bit of disconnection because you're leading them. Like that's yeah, just yeah. weird. It's a weird dynamic to figure out, uh, and it can be lonely. It's, so is it is it worth that? And then it. It cannot be, especially when you got this other person who hates doing it, won't come to your group, won't, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think one thing. Also, too. female youth pastors don't date some stupid dude who isn't worth it. We've been, I've been, Robert's here, so we're thinking about this, but there's a ton, like most of the people I know right now who are like, in my mind, like from my area, really called to it are uh, females. And so don't be messing around with some scrub. No dudes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was uh, a throwback, dude. People uh, don't even know what a scrub is. <laughs> uh, the, so I reference him as my youth pastor, the person that kind of trained me up. And I did youth ministry for um, while I was in Sydney. His name is Sam Fagan. I go almost by the book. Everything that he did, every situation that I find myself in, even to this day, I go, what would Sam do? Um, yeah, what would Sam do? <laughs> but he put it he put it like this. The moment I even mentioned uh who my wife is now, Grace, the moment I mentioned Grace to him, he just said this one thing. He's like, Here's your checklist. 
Call, calling in chemistry. Do they mm. work? Is one missing? Or are they, are they both there? Calling yeah. in chemistry. And if one is missing, like, don't I think, start it. I think she got a C in chemistry. But, uh, <laughs> is that enough? Like, does that work? <laughs> Robert, you taking notes on that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> calling in chemistry. There you go, Robert. That was a free one. He's looking up Bunsen beaters and <laughs> chemistry <laughs> packets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. said Bunsen beaters, I was lost. Bunsen burners, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. I did terribly in chemistry. We would never work together. I actually did <laughs> chemistry. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, and we haven't even left this first question, but there's so many different things that we can talk about. And I think one thing um, to add on to all this is starting off in youth ministry, like once you become, quote unquote, the youth pastor, youth director, whatever your church calls you, don't stop being teachable. And I yeah. think that was one thing that, because if we can all, sorry, there's there's like construction. Yeah, they're still they're, they're almost done with the town and country, not quite. Yeah, we're we're still recording at the. Town I thought it was like oh, a, whoops, sorry. some sound effects in the background. I thought Robert was playing Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a different incognito. <laughs> oh man, but but is is going back to this is um, still being teachable because if we can be honest, and I'll be. I'll call myself out like starting off in youth ministry at 20. I was like, I can, I know it all, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and we jumped into it and I didn't listen to some of the people that were around me. Cause I thought I had all these great ideas. And I think starting off in youth ministry, the, the, biggest blessing you can do is listen to others listen to others that have been there before you and not to think then don't think you you know it all because when we do that what, what ends up happening is we just put a, a hindrance on our own youth ministry we put a hindrance on the students that we are here to impact and to lead to christ and i think that's a huge um a huge battle that i think a lot of youth face youth pastors can face when they first start off in youth ministry yeah for sure and listen to your leaders mm-hmm. um especially oh, like coming coming into youth ministry um especially if a youth ministry has like already been established and you are now the new youth pastor mm-hmm. after a youth pastor had just left um one obviously it's all about how the youth pastor before you left but at the same time it's um listen to your youth leaders because they have been there longer than you yeah uh, they've been doing life with these kids way longer than you and so i mean for me it's this isn't you know kind of like a little boastful thing but for me, the moment I stepped into youth, I gathered all these leaders that I was now <laughs> the leader of. Yeah. Um, and I go, what's missing? What do we need to do? Uh, I'm not the guy that's going to come in here and pretend like I know it all because I 100% don't. Um, but I need to know, like, what is what is this youth ministry missing? What do you wish that we had here? Um, what is something that you would want to, you know, be doing? And it's it all comes down to that teachable spirit. Yeah. Um, to not be so caught up in an ego, especially, Mm -hmm. um, and to humble yourself and just say, Hey, I don't know it all. And and I'm willing to learn and we're going to do this together. Cause at the end of the day, you need a team to do youth ministry together. You can't be the one youth pastor that's leading 50, 100, 200 kids. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like on that same vein that we're kind of in already, like I would add to that as well. Like um, don't be so prideful that you think you've got to like reinvent youth ministry, yeah. you know, yeah. like oh, I got to do this. So di- I got to like make my mark. I feel like that's something like I thought, you know, when I went into, I'm like, what do I bring to the table? That's different than everybody else. I felt like I had to like, I don't know, have like a gimmick almost or something, yeah. you know? And it's just like, you don't, God called you and you are unique enough and, and you do have your, 
you're, you're special in your own way, whatever. Uh, but also like there's, we've talked about this a lot throughout the podcast, but there are like the basic things about youth ministry that are just going to be the same. They mm-hmm. should, like if I go to a youth group and it's not about community in Jesus, I, maybe I'm not <laughs> at a youth group, you know, like, cause yeah, that's what yeah. it should be. However we do that. And like, however you set your service, all that stuff we can mess with, but like, that is what we're all about. And so like, that I did that early on. I like, you know, I, and I interned for Gary, you know, of, of all people in youth ministry. And I felt there's like a little bit of like a burden to like, oh man, like, I don't want to just be seen as like Gary's boy. Like I got to kind of separate myself a bit, like yeah. do my own thing. And that was stupid. Like that was just like ridiculous <laughs> to think I could ever, first of all, do that. Here I am. Do better than Gary. Uh, hosting a <laughs> podcast with Gary, being Gary's boy. But uh, also like there's such like, depth in youth ministry and so many lessons that he learned so for me to be like nah let me do that on my own is ridiculous so then i was just like forget it i'm gonna just steal from this guy straight (laughs) up and from others as well and we all do that like i have um something i'm working on right now like merch wise that i'm not showing any any of you because i know charlie's gonna steal it and i'm okay with it i just want to roll it out first uh but he 100 percent is gonna steal it. He just will, and uh, I'm cool with it. And I hope he does. Like I'm still naming everything. We all. It, that's Charlie's got no shame, bro. I respect <laughs> it. But like, we all like that's the beauty of this. Is this like collaborative, and yeah. we're we're not just community that like is there for each other to like you know laugh and joke, but also like it's helpful. You know, I remember uh, the three of us a lot during quarantine mm-hmm. when we were really trying that instagram thing out yeah. uh oh, yeah. charlie christian and, and me <laughs> and we we're trying to do like channel stuff like every single day stuff and none of it was really working <laughs> well there was some cool things that came out of it but ultimately yeah, yeah. i think we all found like there's a lot of work <laughs> yeah. for not a ton of results but i remember consistently we we're all like oh you guys did that tiktok thing we're gonna do that oh you, those memes were good like, we're gonna do like you know you don't be the group that's like everybody else does meme Monday. I'm not gonna do it. It's yes. like it, it's funny. Kids like it, and so kids and like we, memes. We didn't think <laughs> of it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Like even steal other groups' memes. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it imitation is what the greatest form of flattery. And so just like be unrelenting. And like I like there's been gra- like I'm not even tried to switch it a little bit. Like there's a series Gary did, which is a great series. It's called The Book of Jim. And it's like just going through uh, the book of James. But the promo material is just a bunch of like famous people named Jim. They just, it, do, it works well. It yeah, just yeah. is clever and it's simple. And James is an easy book of the Bible to go through. Yeah. You call it the book of Jim and it just has a cool spin on it. I just straight up stole it. Like their graphics were good enough. Like all of it, I was like, we don't need to do anything. Let's just take it. Uh, Edge youth and sometimes <laughs> for real, no. Edge youth presents. Just do that, like straight up. Edge just do original. that. I mean, there's things like download youth ministry that exist for that reason. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. That's probably the best thing out there that exists doing that. But also, just in our own community, you hit somebody up. We'll send you graphic yes. packages. I've done that for like we did like a we did something called biblical horror story, and mm-hmm. my wife put together great promo for it. Um, and so there's been times where I'm like, if you want that, just do it. It doesn't have our stuff. Like, we'll do it without our logo and promo on it. So you could just make it your own, especially if you're like bivocational or volunteer. Uh, like we have the, the amount of respect as youth pastors we have for you and what you're doing is immense. And so we want to do anything we can to make your job easier. And some of that stuff 
is what's so time consuming. Yeah. Finding something to post, finding a graphic package. And uh, that's things that I wish I knew. I, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to like just steal as much as you can. Take it <laughs> straight yeah. up. Just to make it better. For yeah, real. No, I know. And that's the thing that I think I learned or I had to learn within the past like few years is if I take something, say like I, I take the biblical horror stories, it's like my students have never seen this before. And in yeah. my mind, there's moments where I think like, oh, if I take and I talk about this concept, like they're going to know where it came from. And like, that's not OK. Like, I can't do that. But at the end of the day, no, it's like exactly what you said. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's like we yeah. can take these things because our students haven't seen them. So, and and even, them. But even if they have, I know our groups like with social media, like students follow. Like I have kids from other youth groups that follow me or like our youth ministry and vice versa. That's like, and I love that. Like, yeah. I'm not afraid of that. So there's even times where I'm like, Oh, I know they saw that on, like on uh, faith chapel youth page or, you know, whatever, but who cares? Like, this is our group. We're going to make it our own. Like we're still, yeah, yeah. and there's things that you do that I won't do. Like there's there, cause our contexts are all different. So it's like, that's, I think the balance of youth ministry is figuring out your context, taking mm-hmm. what works from other people and, and God will birth some ideas in you, and then someone's going to steal it from you. And then don't be the person who can't be stolen from. That's so annoying. You know, like, oh, this is our thing. Like, whatever. I'm going to put watermarks <laughs> on everything I make now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nobody wants your stuff, bro. Everybody's okay. like. The Avenue when, Youth Rodeo. When, when people put, yeah, <laughs> hey, you, you, you're good, dog. That's a great idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> Avenue Youth Saddlebags. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, well, what I want to do right now is as we close this podcast up, there's one last question, man, this, this construction is killing me right now. Um, but there's one last thing that I, I want um, to throw out there. And that's if there's one thing that you can, um, maybe one thing that you, let me, how, how can I rephrase? I would this? want to be able to be, be able to fly. Are you asking fly? what, what yeah, superpower? Just, just superpower. <laughs> it sounds like how you're setting it up. Um, no, if there was one thing you can give, like one piece of advice that you can give somebody just starting off in youth ministry with the, the, the wisdom, the knowledge that all of you guys have right now being in the game for a while, what's that one piece of advice you would give them? Yeah. Uh, I would say, um, for, for me and kind of how I stepped to stepped into it. Um, and I think it was kind of the best advice that I was given, um, have a mentor, Mm. um, stepping into it yeah uh, have somebody uh you don't want to get into it and now trying to scramble like who who can who can teach yeah. me yeah uh you want to have that person in that kind of relationship before you you know you're stepping into it um have a mentor um and then have a game plan mm-hmm. i think it's super 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 vital uh for you to have a game plan what is your youth ministry going to look like what is you know God's vision and calling for the youth group that you have, not somebody else's, you yeah. know, tagline and their their three things that they focus on, right? Have a game plan, and it's not so much a, um, you know, this is what it's going to look like minute to minute. Yeah, it's more of like, hey, these are the things that I think are so vital, so like pivotal in a youth ministry, like connections. Yeah. What is our connections going to look like? What about maybe like follow ups? Do I need somebody for that? You know, and as you kind of have this game plan in your head, you're able to go ahead and start like running like one. It. Yeah. One bite at a time yeah. as well. Like, OK, I have this person now who's filled this spot. OK, now I'm going to work on the next thing. Like 
now I have this person that's going to fill this spot. And you have a game plan, and now you're headed in a direction. If you go into youth ministry not having some kind of idea of what you want it to look like, it's going to be those moments kind of like me and Elliot were talking about. Like You find yourself in the office just going like, what am I doing today? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I would say, I don't know, that's like, there's a lot to be said, but I think a big thing is like to have uh, healthy boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. um, in in every sense of the word, like with your team, with students, with that, but mainly too, like, especially for those people who have families, like mm-hmm. that are youth pastors and you're married, <laughs> you have kids. Oh, I thought you were laughing at me. I was like, <laughs> I'm burying my soul here. Gary, like. <laughs> drank and went down the wrong pipe <laughs> and thought he was making fun of me and it hurt my feelings <laughs> um, have healthy boundaries but like for your family especially I think that's a huge thing and that's just coming from my perspective as like a pastor's kid that's something my dad usually did well and sometimes maybe not but most of the time he did but there's just something too like you've got to protect that family that's something I've seen in, in Gary is just like that is the priority like your ministry is important. These students are important. Your leaders are important. But at the end of the day, your family yeah. is something that you've got to make. Sh- and if, if if you're not taking taking care of things behind the scenes, even if you're not married, it still applies, right? If you're not a healthy yeah. person behind the scenes, you could preach a great message on stage. You could present the image of yourself on Instagram, but ultimately there's no substance there. Yeah. Like you've got to make sure that you're taking care of what's most important, what needs to be taken care of so you can be who God created you to be and do what he created you to do. Um, and yeah, so I would say that. Yeah. I'd say both of those things are really good. Um, I, the only thing I'd add to it is, um, and a lot of times this is going to be your spouse, but I think there's, there's friendships that need to, to, to be this too, is um, who's guarding your walk with God? Yeah, you know, who's good. in your life yeah. that's guarding your walk? Yeah, that's um, good. It's something I share with a lot of dating couples, like your, your role is to guard each other's walk with God. That should be your first priority. Um, but I, I, as youth pastors, um, it's easy to kind of put ourselves on an island and kind of, you know, because we're leading people or yeah. pastoring people. But who's that person in your life that's making sure your walk with God is strong, that's holding you accountable, that's challenging you, that's saying, hey, how's your uh, spiritual disciplines? Are you in God's word? Who is that person? And again, it could be your spouse. It could be a best friend. It could be another pastor. But having someone who is is literally they're your person guarding your walk. Yeah, yeah, it's no. good. That's great. And I think that's another thing that it, it, it was just all talked about right now. And I think that is, is it's guarding your heart, but also keeping boundaries. And I, cause I, for me, in, um, about the third year into youth ministry, it's like, I almost broke up with who is now my, my wife because I didn't have boundaries. What an idiot. Who would break <laughs> up with their wife? <laughs> <laughs> who is now my <laughs> wife? Um, because I didn't, I didn't have boundaries. And we talked about youth ministry 24 seven and there was no switch off. Mm. And it, it was it was hard. Like and so just going into youth ministry thinking that it was just all about it. It's like mm. when you do that, you're gonna set yourself up to fail. Yeah. And it, it's not a fun place to be. But yeah, hopefully this podcast um spoke to some of us today. There was a lot in there. Um there's a, a lot of good stuff. But Christian, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Gary. Yep. Elliot. Mm-hmm. We will catch you guys on the next episode. This was episode eight of In the Trenches. See ya. 
Thank you so much for listening to In the Trenches today. This is Charlie, one of the co-hosts on the show. And uh, I just wanted to come on here. And as we wrap up this uh, podcast with Christian, uh, I just wanted to let you know that this was actually the last podcast for the year 2020. And uh, we were prepping and we were getting ready for the year 2021 with new content, new ideas, and new special guests. We just want to let you know that we um, are appreciative of everyone that's tuning in, listening, following, and uh, throwing it on their social media for other leaders and youth pastors to take a listen to and if you have any other ideas or questions you want us to answer on the podcast for the new year the new season we get into um go ahead and just make sure to give us a follow at youth pat or socal youth pastors and dm us any of your ideas any questions that you want us to tackle on this podcast again we're just appreciative of everyone that tunes in listens likes and shares the podcast and we can't wait for what the new year has to bring hopefully you guys have a great Christmas and a great New Year's and we will see you in the new year. Thank you.